Hello, and welcome to the Keen on Things podcast, guys. I'm your host, Patrick Keen. 30 minutes every week, and might I say, it's the best 30 minutes of sleep you'll get all week. Have a listen. I don't know if you can hear the sirens in the background, but uh, that's the way I like to kick off a show. You know me, dangerous, right? I couldn't. I still don't know the difference. I think those are police. I still can't tell the difference between police and ambulance or paramedic uh, sirens. Are they all the same? Ones in Europe always seem like a little softer, like not as urgent, not as scary. Maybe it's because they're more intelligent, more evolved. Um, my buddy and I were in a pub crawl in England once, and we were on, uh, Chris and I were, we were in London. And to get to the next pub, instead of walking around, of course, we took a shortcut on a wall, climbed a roof, and some police get called, and some, some also like plain clothes police kind of not pulled us over because we were obviously walking, but they had us up against the wall. Well, they're, no, they're like, hey, we just want to talk to you, see your passports. And Chris and I go get up against the wall, and they're like, what are you doing? And like, oh, sorry, we thought we're under arrest. And, like, what are you doing? and we're like, we're on a pub crawl. Um, they thought we were trespassing. They've had some break-ins or something. And Chris and I luckily left our tools and weapons at home that night so they didn't catch us. But uh, anyway, just the sirens are so, like, Sometime, and then we got pulled over in Northern Ireland, too. And you're, you're like, are we being pulled over? Like that little car with the little lights? But they're serious, guys. It's serious business. Um, so thanks for listening. The reviews are in. Been doing this a year. People are like, wow, this podcast is like a lazy boy. It puts me to sleep so much. So comfortable. Just go right to sleep. Anesthesiologists are contacting me like, hey, what is your secret? You know, the drugs I use uh, don't get people to sleep like your podcast does. Are they circling my apartment? Um, good weekend, big weekend. Uh, we hit uh, the Craft House in Dana Point for a little alumni gathering. If you ever get a chance to go to the Craft House down there, right near Hennessy's, about uh, three blocks away from Hennessy's. That's a Santa Margarita-owned operation with some nice craft cocktails. Got with some Santa Margarita alums. And then we're doing Bistro K this week in Laguna Niguel. So have a look. Little alumni gathering. We're going to do about one every two months. Don't know what this podcast is turning into. Maybe just a straight plug for Santa Margarita alum. Um, statements and opinions reflected in this podcast are my own, not that of any employer uh, I have. Anything I say can and will be used against me in or out of a court of law. You know, not just like the movies. Not every case goes to trial. As a matter of fact, very few do. We only see the ones that do. It'd be funny to make a movie or a sketch about like, you, you mean we're not going to trial? No cameras? Like, yeah, it's just we're going to settle. You know, both sides agreed. And uh, yeah, it's a peaceful outcome. Everybody's good. Be like, no, I need the dramatic flair at the end. Uh, quick ad. That people are like, you got to do the ads in the middle. I'm doing, I'm, getting, I'm doing them up top. I don't want to break momentum. I'm going up top. Let's get them out of the way. iFinancial Group can take care of all your commercial equipment financing needs. Not just some, all. If you want to do two different projects with them, go for it. You know, uh, consolidate, right? You're doing two or three with the same people. Next ad, I'll be like, no, spread around the wealth. Anyway, um, with a one-page application, you can be pre-approved same day. Let Todd Bodell and iFinancial Group earn your business, 949-510-1599-495101590, or email him at tbodell at ifinancialgroup.com, tbodell at ifinancialgroup.com. Get that home-based business. Businesses are rewarded in ways that individuals and employees are not for whatever reason. Um, so play ball, I guess, you know, play ball. Uh, show that you're doing something. 
to keep taxes and that part of government off your back, right? Play the game a little bit. Throw the game back at them. See what happens. See what their response is. Credit Repair 90210 with Ronan David up in Beverly Hills. Credit Repair 90210. Do you have inaccurate, obsolete, or unverifiable items on your credit report? Uh, they handle it all, guys, because uh, some people are good people um, that are in trouble, and some people are just dirtbags that can't get it right. And it looks like uh, that Credit Repair 90210 is willing to help anybody, non judgmental. They handle collections, bankruptcies, evictions, repossess foreclosure child support student loans medical bills late payments and more because there's just so much more call ronan david 310-773-1716 310-773-1716 at credit repair 90210 or find him on facebook he's a friend of mine and they can help you consolidate credit fix that credit score and you'll fix so much more in your life uh Ronan and and Todd actually met once. We all went to lunch in Beverly Hills with a couple uh, employees, Warren Cowan employees. We went to like an hour and a half lunch or two-hour lunch. Um, I think Michelle was with us, and I think Katie from USC, a couple people working with us on the side, interns, all that. Um, Fantastic. All right, the ads are out of the way. Let's rock and roll. Five minutes in, not bad. Julian Edelman, the great receiver for the Patriots, has retired. Uh, Such a badass. A favorite of mine, he and Wes Welker, smaller white guys that have so much grit, man. Tough little pieces of iron. Um, Edelman was quarterback in college, went to Kent State, Woodside High in Redwood City. What's up? Uh, Before that, Welker went to Texas Tech. He's from OKC. Man, Oklahoma puts out so much talent. I can't believe they passed on him back in the day. I wonder who was the coach then. Um, But who knows, right? Who knows? Maybe the uh, the passing at Texas Tech, he could flourish there. Okay, different outlets, different communities, different schools, different programs for different people, different athletes, different categories for all of us. Uh, Oklahoma man, good people. They're like Asia. Asians come to America and just don't screw up. They're structured. They're educated. They're multi-talented. High work ethic. Test scores. College entrances. Gainful employment. They dominate college and the entrance exams and acceptance into top schools. Um, I'm sure I'll get a letter on that. Don't talk so much good stuff about the Asians. What are you doing? Um, anyway, Julian Edelman, man, retired. He will probably come out of retirement to be a buck by the fall, by midsummer. I can't imagine. Just retired, probably got a couple good years left, and he's a huge team player. How could he not, right? You think Brady and Gronk are going to pass on him, not going to be knocking on his door? He's got something left in the tank for sure. Not only that, the leadership, the structure, someone steps in, they're like, I'm listening to that guy. I know it works. And that's what he'll do with Gronk and Brady and Bruce Arians. And then also other players will step up. And he, he might, he'll do it for a lower cut on his salary. Man, when you got people sacrificing their salary, um, I haven't read Phil Jackson's book on being the coach of the Lakers and kind of managing. He's like, that's different from being, a, obviously, a grade school, high school, college coach. You're now managing millionaires. How do you motivate millionaires when they're going to get paid just slightly less for being mediocre, you know, for just getting by? So that's a whole interesting thing. Um, Magic took a little less when, uh, was it to get Sam Perkins? To the Lakers, I think. I always like that when a player does that. You can make it up in endorsements. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I think you can. And plus, man, the pe- the pub you get for that, oh, Jesus, you'll make so much good money on the side. The community will love you. Then you open up a little business, and the community goes, I'm going to I'm gonna go to him. 
Um, that's not always the case. Sometimes an ex-player opens up the business. They're like, yeah, the guy was a prick. He only came to take. Um, so, yeah, gritty guys, man. Belichick, Bill Belichick, coach of the Patriots. Grew up under kind of the Naval. His dad was a coach at Navy. He just, he just finds, he was an assistant for Parcells. They just, he finds these guys, whether he drafts them or, you know, he eventually gets them on his roster somehow if he gets them from another team. He finds guys that will listen and that will do what it takes to win. And you have to build that resume first, right? Because otherwise people are like, what's this guy know, you know? Uh, I got to shake Wes Welker's hand. He was on a sketch for Jimmy Kimmel years ago. I told him congrats on a great season. It was right after that 2011 season. They'd lost to the Giants in a heartbreaker. Um, I didn't know what else to say. I was just like, hey, man, congratulations on a great season. You know, let's keep it simple and tight. He's like, I appreciate that, man. We shook hands. He's a piece of steel. Uh, man, he was on the Pats in 07, that undefeated team that lost in the Super Duper. And they lost another tough one in 2011 to the Giants. Ooh, God, four years separates those two. In 2011, there was a missed pass from Brady on like third and five that would have sealed the game, run out the clock. They kick a field goal and put the game out of reach against the Giants. Um, so what do they do? They punt. It was a hard catch, guys. It was a hard catch. Okay. I understand that. His body was kind of turned and he was going in a different direction. He was extended. It wasn't a drop. It was just kind of a miss, right? It did hit his hands, but it wasn't the easiest catch. I don't think it was a perfect throw either, but that misconnect made it fourth down. The Pats punted, put the Giants deep in their own territory, uh, but you could still kind of feel it coming. You're like, ooh, this feels a little bit like 2007. Sure enough, Eli hits another miracle throw uh, to put the Giants from their own goal line to midfield, unreal, and then they score with way too little time on the clock for the Patriots to do anything. Um, so that was two Super Bowls for Welker. Then he goes to Denver as a receiver, and they get blown out in 2013 Super Bowl. The year before, in 2012, they blew it against the Ravens. That was their year because they would have um, gone and played the Niners, and I think, well, they would have had to go beat uh, uh, the Pats in the FC title game, and then they would have played the Niners in the Super Bowl, and I think they win both those games. So Eli could have been in three or i'm sorry peyton could have been in three super bowls um with the broncos whatever he was in two and he won that last one and he went out a winner um then i had well then it says welker went on to coach the ram staff in 2000, 2019 they had just lost the super bowl okay that means nothing thank you uh so welker man i hope he keeps coaching i hope he gets a ring he deserves it man those are three heartbreaking super bowls because they uh he was instrumental in getting this team there all those times played for Miami and I think the Rams. I'm not sure. Yeah. Miami before that. Maybe San Diego. Yeah. So he did it with other teams. I think he might be the better overall to Edelman. Not that we're comparing. It doesn't matter. Um, just because he did it with three different teams. Edelman definitely learned from him. Made it work. Personality-wise, he probably was a better fit with New England maybe. Um, and Welker was kind of maybe his own element. You know, Texas, Oklahoma kept to himself. Uh, yeah, Edelman was 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 good on just the Pats. Welker was good on other teams. Edelman, man, three Super Bowl rings. He was on a couple that lost. I think he was on that 2011 team that lost, and then he was on that 2017 17 team that lost. But those uh, those are easier pills to swallow when you've won a few. You know, 
when you win a few, when you finally win something, it's got to be such, like, deliverance. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Wow, this is all fascinating. I'm talking about people younger than me uh, who've won Super Bowls. Edelman and Welker, man. As a guy who's 6'2", I used to be a little jealous of shorter people who had better body control. You know, they could do the pull-ups. They could. They didn't. They weren't like as lanky. They were like gymnasts or trapeze artists. I kind of like that, man. Um, you know, these Edelman and, and and Wes Welker, they're like Rocky Balboa was in Rocky three and four, where he's just a little piece of steel, a little piece of iron. You can't hurt him. That's the scariest thing in a fight. When that person is taking your best and is not affected, it's like ugh. Um, some I had some of that in football. And then uh, had some shoving matches, and then a fight I witnessed in college where my buddy just kept slamming this guy, and he wasn't even, his nose was bleeding, but he was just like kind of smiling back, and I'm like, we're screwed. This guy's not affected. Finally, his friends called it off for some reason. It was the weirdest thing. Um, Rocky Balboa wasn't born into wealth. His goal was to keep his kid from boxing. If I ever had kids, my goal would be keep keep them out of stand-up at least stay away from the hangout part get to the work part uh, i don't know where any of this is coming from um i just think it helps you know i have a joke about um it helps to have family in the business you're getting into regardless it helps to have families in that business so i recently enrolled my mother in some acting classes and i need her to rise through the ranks so i can ride those coattails right in there you know, um, so many greats have parents that did what they did before. I think that's why we have kids sometimes. Like, ooh, things may not pan out here. If I have kids, I can teach them. You know, I can get them a head start. My experience will not be for not Mozart, Beethoven, guys like that. I'm not saying it's in a bad way necessarily. Like, you're making your kids live your dream, that's bad. Using children as an excuse for not fulfilling your dream, bad. I'm saying maybe that's the reason some people do have kids. It's like, I'm going to do this, give them a little start, give them a little base, and they can go off and do their own thing. You know, even though I am a pianist and I play, I'm going to teach them piano when they're kids. If it goes from there, great. If not, at least let's get them some self-esteem and the willingness of trial and error and failure and being told no. Farmers, right? They're like, you know, you come up, you're going to learn to farm. You don't have to stay in that. You might hate your parents but uh you know work your way out of it tom brady's dad was a football coach joe montana's dad pete rose was a big baseball uh his dad was a big guy ken griffey you know all kinds of guys so many successful people come from someone that helped them pave the way whether it's business or the arts it's like you take a look at their profile and their background and their parents were in the profession before them shop owners entertainers howard stern's father was a dj so many great musicians had parents who were music teachers trump's dad was rich god has there ever been a more polarizing figure i mean just saying that name makes me feel like i half expect a sniper's bullet to come through my window right or the other side where I expect someone to go, don't you disrespect Trump with talk? And I'm like, I'm just saying his name. Um, it's like, what are you both sides talking about? A plague on both your houses. Um, but it helps, right? You have those parents. You're born into this chaotic world, and you get into what your family's into, right? Lawyers, beget lawyers, you know, doctors. You got a, a nice little launching pad. 
not necessarily born on third base, but maybe you're born on first or second, right? Tori Spelling, Peyton and Eli Manning, Tori Spelling's father, Aaron Spelling, Peyton and Eli Manning, son of Archie, who was a great quarterback for the Saints, Mississippi before that old Miss. Ken- Kennedy boys had Joseph Kennedy, ambassador, almost FDR's running mate. W, his dad was president, George W. Bush. Uh, I don't think Magic, Bird, Shaq, LeBron, Jordan had um, out-of-the-ordinary parents. I think there, there were some school teachers there. There was some structure, some work ethic. Kobe did. Kobe Bryant's dad was a pro basketball player. Clay Thompson's dad from Santa Margarita High School, baby. Clay was. Steph Curry's dad was a pro. Um, I don't know if any of the Beatles had parents who taught them music or were musicians. I got to think there were. Clay Matthews from the Packers and Rams. His dad and uncle were NFLers. You know, you get that additional generation of experience and wisdom. It's invaluable, man. It's like, you know, it's like in The Godfather where he's like, Tom, I don't need you as consigliere. The Don is semi-retired, and I'm just going to go to him. Like, who knows better than The Godfather? Like, he can now be the advisor. Tom kept at bay. God, blow, crushing. So... He was the uh, family attorney, but not the consigliere anymore. Um, so, yeah, of course, young teenage children of lawyers and doctors are going to be sharp. They're going to be smart. They live with lawyers and doctors. They were brought into the world by lawyers and doctors. They're raised by lawyers and doctors. They're around them all the time. Can you imagine, like, you, you, let's say there's some guy you love or you respect or you admire, a guy, girl, this professional, executive, whatever, and you're like, I'm so jealous of their kids. They get access to their minds uh, all the time. Those are people for life that they have. Works both ways, right? And then you have other relatives who you have to kind of drag through life or whatever, support. Um, but, you know, those kids of doctors, lawyers, executives, whomever, scientists, those kids are in class with a teacher who makes pittance and maybe was raised in middle class or lower class situation, modest means, and the teacher can get overwhelmed, maybe outdueled in conversation in a lot of ways. Kind of not fair, right? But if you got a kid who's smart, hopefully they're smart enough to be a human being and be part of the solution when in a classroom and not just pile on if a teacher's having a tough time. Uh, again, no idea what I'm talking about. Just uh, rantings of a lunatic on a Sunday night here. 18 minutes in, almost out of here. Um, I'll tell you, I, man, after football, I do not watch sports. I do a little college basketball and then the March Maddie, and then not until May or even June for pro basketball, some playoffs then, maybe. And that's minimal. Then baseball playoffs, but that's September, and football's already started anyway, so it's just weird. It's just weird, football and me. Uh, this fall, University of Toledo is playing Notre Dame, and uh, crazy. First time, I think, I don't know if it's first time ever, first time in our lives. And yeah, A lot of my cousins and uncles are going to go from Toledo, from Michigan, Grand Rapids. I will probably go. It's in South Bend. Um, my family may be working on tickets, but you listening out there, let me know if you know of any avenues to uh, entrance to that game, stadium. Shouldn't be that tough a ticket to get as far as other Notre Dames. It's still Notre Dame, and there's still the social D going on. So it'll be less tickets. It'll still be tough, but it's not like, you know, Notre Dame Clemson or something. That'll be impossible. Um, 
going to go there. Going to go in Chicago, stay in Chicago, get there early, maybe Thursday, Friday. Hit a Cubs game on that Friday, September 10th. Hopefully get a, a Santa Margarita group together for that uh, that lives in Chicago Thursday or Friday, maybe a Sunday brunch or something. Get a chapter going there, man, for the Eagles. Um, from Chicago, we'll take a train to South Bend. I've done that before. They used to have a great little comedy club there that was part club, part theater. I love those layouts, the San Jose improvs like that, and the uh, South Bend Funny Bone was like that. Even though it was located in Mishawaka, which was kind of it's kind of the next little community over, but I loved it. I spent a couple weeks there. Um, afterwards, one cousin suggested just coming to Toledo, watch the game at a bar in Toledo or at Toledo Football Stadium, University of Toledo Rockets. Because they have a good uh, engineering kind of thing. That'd be a good episode of Mascots, the Rockets. I still, I think they're putting it on the scoreboard there at uh, Toledo Stadium. So that would be fun. But I'll probably go to Chicago instead of Toledo. Yeah, thank you. Um, where are we, guys? 20 minutes in. All right, here we go. Wrapping it up here. Last third. Crazy new app. There's a crazy new app right now called Clubhouse. I don't know how new it is. Probably, it's, since I'm saying it's new, I'm, it's probably six months old where you can get on an app and you and a bunch of people and just talk to people. It's all audio. You talk at the same time with an audience, without an audience. They can mute their mics. They just want to listen. They can chime in whenever. They can unmute it. Whoever's hosting can mute people, keep them muted. If you just want to conduct an interview one-on-one and then let people chime in, that's fantastic. It's comics. It's uh, athletes, scientists. You know, the big three. Comedians, CAS. Comedians, athletes, scientists. Uh, it's like a conference call, but anyone can listen in. For the purpose, it's for the purpose of broadcasting, though. So, if your family zooms and does conference calls, keep doing those. But if you want an audience for whatever reason, or the conference call it has too many people, or the Zoom has too many people, get on Clubhouse. It's one step closer to the simulation. One step closer to the resurrection. Yeah, man, it's it's simulation, all right. Um, I might do one for my mascots idea. Scott Henry is a comic who does uh, stuff with Clubhouse. He and his wife, Catherine, they were in L.A. Now they're in uh, Lexington. He works with the Wildcats there. Comedian Josh needs since a guy. He's living in northern Kentucky. They all live kind of in the same area there, and uh, they're just blowing things up left and right. They're doing great things. they got a beautiful daughter. Both families do. And Josh has a great, beautiful son. What am I talking about? Okay, so I might uh, do that for mascots. Uh, it might be a good way for it to grow you know, one hour or whatever, one hour a week, I guess, but it can be whenever and however you want. It can be Sunday mornings, Friday nights, you know, two in the morning, Wednesday. Uh, it's so funny. I'm not really sure. I've just done it once. I'm not sure how to explain it. Um, it feels like I'm trying to explain what YouTube was in 2004 or a podcast was in 2010. Clearly, I still don't know what a podcast is uh, as I do this for, you know, the better part. Well, a little more than a year now. Um, okay. 24. Okay. Where are we? So we talk about being born into a good situation, right? We talked about that. Look, when you're born into a good situation, your family or environment, they can be springboard to success. And there's plenty of examples from poverty that make it out. But the family ties, the structure helps. Um, 
sometimes it's a miracle if someone gets out and you don't, you don't want to have to rely on miracles sometimes we make people do that i i've been working a lot right this last five weeks geez and let me say this i will pay whatever taxes have to be paid and work however long so that other people who can't can still benefit from society i've never minded that i never minded that because i it's so easy for me to just work hard because it's a clear path for other people they have to like i don't have the, they don't have the college degree they don't have the comeuppance the, the upbringing whatever and so just to get to where i am would take them years so i'm like just tax me more and take that and build that other person okay there are people who can't work they can't get a job they can't do anything they have special needs they were born into squalor and maybe my position comes from being raised with a special needs brother. I don't know. And yes, some people are going to benefit who do nothing, but could be doing something. But they're in the deep minority of people who actually need help, right? A few people will benefit who probably don't deserve it without doing So what? Okay? Let them have it. They're the fringe. Okay? We'll find them eventually and put them to work and hold them accountable. In the meantime, let's take care of our, our populace. What we could have done with this money on the wars, we could have oh, we could have rails, speed rail trains all over the country. Uh, it, it's it's disgusting what it could have pulled us out of this twenty-year Afghanistan thing that I'm hoping is going to end by. And why do we have to pick September 11th as the date? Like, like we're going to honor that? It's just ugh, weird. But whatever, get them out, of, get them out of there, okay. And whatever money that was spent on that, spend on the soldiers, making them have transferable job skills. I'm sure most of them do. But Jesus, let's end this stuff and help build a better hemisphere, country, then hemisphere, then world, right? I'm so tired. I'm, I'm tired of white-collar people saying how hard they work. It's really like being a white-collar employee, being a white-collar person working, Yes, you work hard, sure. But it's a white-collar job, man. It's a dream. You are in the minority, and you have a hard-working, white-collar job. You've won the lottery. You've won the lottery if you have a hard-working, white-collar job. Okay? You're working hard, yes. But you're working hard indoors. It's a big difference. You're working hard indoors, from a laptop, air conditioning, Zooming now. You don't even leave in your place. Knowing the bills are going to get paid. Minimal health risk. Far better than working in a factory in a field, in a mine, you know? With machinery, getting fingers cut off, in retail, servers on their feet for eight-hour shifts. Let's have compassion, Jesus. I know it's in us. I know it, man. Luke pulled it out of Darth Vader, for Christ's sakes. While being lasered by the emperor. Can you imagine? It's not only a therapy session. He's like getting lasered by one of the most powerful men in the universe. Not the most. One of the most. We can pull it out of each other. I work hard for my money. I love that. Most people do. Save it. Save save the sob. Okay. Save the violin. Most people do. I'm sorry that you're either in a situation where people don't recognize it, who are around you, or you don't feel appreciated, or you're so insecure you need to tell me how hard you work for your money. Get some self-love. All right? Then you don't have to sit here and, and tell me how hard you work and how much other people don't deserve to live. Okay, um, thank you. Now that time has come for the episodes. Patrick Keene's Tweets of the Week, guys. Patrick Keene's 
tweets of the week. On Monday, I tweeted, uh, need to buy some workout clothes, exercise items. Oh, okay, so this happened, right? I needed to buy some uh, exercise clothes items. Um, so I'm trying to get in shape. So I Googled dicks near me. Instead of dick sporting goods, I just put dicks near me. And it was a different kind of uh, exercise that popped up. It wasn't the exercise shop uh, that I was looking for. But it really seems to work. I mean, there were amazing bodies, you guys. So um, on Tuesday, I tweeted, hey, I scared a ton of people yesterday when I posted that I jokingly posted that I was going to keep doing stand-up comedy. That was an April Fool's Day joke. So I scared a ton of people yesterday when I posted jokingly that I was going to keep doing, get it, so... Uh, April Fool's, I'm not going to keep doing comedy. And then people weren't freaking. Wednesday, I tweeted, Die Hard is an Easter movie. Okay, because people are always like, Die, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? They go back and forth. Like, And uh, I just post, I just came out and blew everything up with, uh, hey, Die Hard's an Easter movie. And then on Easter, which, okay, so this is too weird. I, I tweeted, you know, because people were tweeting, he is risen. I tweeted, he is Andre Bad Moon Risen. Instead of he has risen. Andre... Bad Moon Rising was a uh, receiver in the NFL. I think they got one like Jim Hurley, high school. On Friday, I tweeted, the greatest comedy in the world, well, the greatest comedy in America, is thinking that Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN are all different. That's the greatest comedy. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled, right? Thinking that those three are against each other and care about you more than the rest when they are all just entertainment all right, thanks for joining, guys. That's it, man. It went pretty quick, I'd say, right? Sometimes it goes quick. Um, 30 minutes a week, you know, have a good week, evolve, carve out in life what works for you, make it work, hobby, right? New lessons, music, language, cooking, travel, exercise. If you're in LA and been doing arts your entire life, take a business class, economics course, okay? Master class. You know, you're in OC and you've been around money all your life, pick up Shakespeare blow your mind you know Othello King Lear Caesar's my favorite just it, it just reminds me of like the Godfather the, the lust for power and the backstabbing literally and figuratively blow your own mind go sailing go hiking get off the network teat of entertainment I say so high and mighty and then cut to me this fall when during football season I'm bouncing back and forth between Fox and CBS but stay off the main networks guys but it got, I assure you it's for the football I cannot stand the ads and some of the commentary, even though I do like uh, those main six announcers. You know, I think there's the main six. Congrats to uh, Edelman, man, on a great career. And Wes Welker on a great career. I don't know when exactly he retired. I'll be in Vegas the last weekend of May, Memorial Day weekend, with Byrne, Steve Byrne, Gary Cannon, Monterey, Martinez, Backstage Bar, and Billiards Friday and Saturday night that weekend with Big Daddy Carlos. Subscribe to this podcast, and uh, let's stay in touch. I love you. Thanks.